Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Hey, smack him a gob. It's me, Val Vieira, and with me is... Oh yeah! The rock and roll brainiac, Rarence Tearden, better known as Wadzilla. Hell yeah! Hey, you you know your your channel sucks. It's true. It's yeah. true. Whatever. <laughs> you just keep screaming at yourself online. Who cares? <laughs> How you doing, Ralph? I'm doing fucking spectacular. Awesome! I am super fantastic myself. I'm so excited to do this show tonight. Uh, man, I I just got over being sick again for like the third time since I moved to Seattle, man. Seattle, this cold weather is kicking my ass. A quarter of a century in the South, man, has made me a candy ass for this cold fucking weather. Yeah, that's why I remain a candy ass down here in South Florida. Hold on, I got a fart. Hold on. See if you can hear this. Hold on. All right. <laughs> that was that was a triple shot of farts. <laughs> that shit's tight. I'm tight, impressed. Tight, tight. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, man. I I am ready. I am in the mood. Uh, just been a good couple days, man. I've been back on the Facebook page, interacting with everybody, and super stoked to do this one tonight. Uh, even though, spoiler alert, I hate this fucking album, but we'll get into that later. But man, I'm looking forward to recording. I was in such a good mood. And uh, you know what helped me get in a good mood? What? Was watching your, watching your YouTube channel. Oh, cool, dude. Thank you. God, God damn, I love those track by tracks. God damn it. Even, yeah. though, you know, even though you ripped off Pete Pardo. Uh, that, 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 that was like the biggest fucking what an idiot that guy don't look at what Pete Pardo did completely different than mine he judged yeah. album against album not track versus track you bald moron <laughs> but no man I love him and uh, man another thing that put me in a good mood is uh, you know the wife she's back home in Illinois uh, going back for a visit taking care of her dad and when she's gone, you know, she misses me. So she listens to the show and she's just been calling me, telling me about this episode and that episode and what she loves. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it just got me thinking uh, how much I love this show and watching the videos with you. Uh, I'm just like, fuck. I am so lucky to ride your coattails. We do make a goddamn good team and we put out a stellar podcast. I cannot wait to get our ass to fucking Tennessee and to meet our adoring fan base. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to meet Mark Alden Taylor and tell him, dude, stop begging people to share your episode. You've been around for what, eight years now? Five years? Nobody caught up right now. It ain't gonna happen, bro. (laughs) Can we ask anybody to share our shit? We don't. Oh, man. I can't wait to... We get that motherfucker back in our hotel room, 
and we make them drink diesel live on YouTube. <laughs> that shit's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and when he tries to say something good about Sammy, we light a match. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, so here's something. Can't say that I have uh, you know new iTunes reviews to read or anything like that, but. We did get an interesting proposition. And, uh, you know, for, you know, our loyal listeners out there, you know, I'm so fucking lazy about doing shit that's going to make this show more successful, like merchandise and stuff like that. I'm just, I, I'm bad at shit like that. Uh, you know, you do good with your, you do good with your YouTube channel, you know, and you got good merch and all that. But for the show, we really haven't done anything. But we had an opportunity brought to us somebody who wants to be a sponsor for the show. Oh, really? Yes, and uh, you know, I, I thought I would tell you, you know, live on the air to get your honest reaction. Okay. But uh, I got an email the other day, and we would, you know, have to do co- basically commercials for this product. We would have to pimp it on our show. Something I've been very against in the past. You know, I've made jokes about, you know, we're not selling the garden weasel here. We're not doing that. But something I think um, fits hand in hand with this show and what we stand for and what we're about. And that product is Manscaped. What's Manscaped? Manscaped is a personal grooming tool for your, uh, shall we say, nether region. For the pubes? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a it's a trimmer, but you know, not everybody's a Neanderthal like me and uses the same thing they use to trim the beard, you know, to trim the fucking bush and hedges. Uh, this is a special tool that's supposed to, uh, you know, be better, uh, you know, because sometimes I, you know, when I when I shave the peaches, you know, sometimes I nick that shit with what I got. With this product, you know. You're not supposed to nick your canned peaches. Uh, and and I, I see it advertised on a lot of other podcasts and YouTube channels. And they ask us to be, uh, you know, to, to, to shuck their product. What do, you, what do you think about that? Would you feel okay uh, trying to sell a, a genital grooming product? It's your show, man. I don't give a fuck. Do what you want. <laughs> Hey, it's our I show. Have no, I have no rights to this show. It's under the <laughs> Watley, Wally, whatever the fuck. You oh, have- it says that on iTunes. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an LLC. Goddamn it. <laughs> now, now, what do you? What do you? I don't know how much money we would make from this. It's probably very little. Oh, I'll uh, make money off this. Yeah, no, this is. A, we would be paid to do advertisements. For Manscaped. Where'd you get this? You got this on an email or some shit? Mm-hmm. Dude, I get these emails daily of, oh, we want to support this on your channel and that, and I don't trust these people. Eh, well, I, I mean, I do know that they do go on a lot of podcasts because they figure, you know, who listens to podcasts? Men with small dicks who need to make them look bigger by shaving their pubes. So it's kind of smart, you know. You know, we are the tar- target audience. Uh, okay, do it, dude. Fuck it. Uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll see how much we make, you know. And, 
You know, because I'm thinking, what a great way to supplement our income so we don't have to do more fan episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, well, that ain't going to happen either way. <laughs> yeah. That but uh, I'm failed. I'm, I'm going to look into it. I just wanted to talk to you first. I, I will uh, email this guy back and see what our compensation will be. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's based on how many episodes are downloaded or if there's a flat fee or anything like that. Because we really haven't done anything since we did uh, the Amazon way back in the beginning. But, uh, you know, I think it's it's a fun product. It's, it's a funny product that we can make all kinds of jokes about. And hopefully they're cool with something like that. Like, we, you know, we don't have to read a script. You know, I'm hoping we can come up with our own reason to shave your fucking balls. But, you know, as much as you and I both, you know, speak about how we like to have our assholes licked. You know, you kind of shave that shit down there. You can't have, like, a fucking Brillo pad down there and ask a chick to fucking go, you know, run through the jungle. You gotta trim that shit. Do you? Wouldn't you agree? I do. I do. Do you? No. I don't have a hairy ass, though. Mm. Yeah. I'm not, like, Italian hairy. But I gotta trim that shit. I don't, I don't like pubes. I don't like pubes. You know? I don't like pubes on women, either. You know? I like a little something. You know, I want it to look like a little kid, but, uh, you know, I like the landed strip, you know, but I don't want nothing around the lips. Not a fan. Not a fan. I don't give a hey. Vagina's a giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what if you're with a tranny? Don't you want that shit smooth? I don't want to be with trannies anymore. That was a fucked up uh, little episode I went through, and and I don't want to do that now. And thank God I never got around to do it, because I'd be very ashamed of myself. Oh, well, that's not good for the podcast. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, well. well. Well, I'll look into it. So maybe we'll be, you know, schlepping some manscapes. We'll see. Maybe. Coming soon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll do that. All right. Have you seen any shows since we last talked? Any yeah, concerts? I saw. I saw uh, well, you you wouldn't know them, but um, I saw a very good band called. Oh man, wait, hold on. I got. I even bought their CD. They're called uh, Mursa, and they're fucking awesome, man. The guy comes out and he's wearing like a the the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre skin mask. And Chucky comes out on stage. Freddy comes out on stage. It was like, man, it's very brutal music, like death metal. And it's crazy, and it was awesome. And I saw the Mighty Hellwitch, who are local legends. But, dude, Hellwitch has been around since 1985. You know, we opened for Napalm Death. It was Napalm Death, Hellwitch, and us. Barney from Napalm Death came out and goes, I can't believe I'm playing a show with Hellwitch. You know, it's like, you know, they're known. They, you know, I, the first time I saw Hellwitch was in 85, opening for Anthrax on the Spreading the Disease Tour. I mean, you know, these guys have been around forever. Uh, the headliner was um, a Mortician, which uh, I just don't like that band, dude. Uh, you know, a lot of people do, but uh, it's just not my, it's not in my wheelhouse, brah. And, uh, but it was a good time. I got to hang out with a bunch of friends that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, good time, bro. I got tickets for Cheap Trick. I got tickets for Skid Row. I got tickets for Wiles Cooper and Rob Zombie's coming. So I might go to that. 
And yeah. uh, what else? There's a few other shows that are uh, that are coming that that I'm interested in. But um, yeah, I just saw, and I'm going tomorrow to another show to see Monstrosity and Hibernus Mortis. That'll be fun. Nice. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to that uh, the Rob Zombie Alice Cooper thing. That's coming up here. I'm going to go see uh, Mr. Bungle and the Melvins. And uh, excited to see Elder and Ruby the Hatchet. I'm going to be going to that. <clears throat> I hope they play just the boy. Yes. Yes. I hope it's just me and a boy at the show so I can get right up front. And knock the boy out the fucking way. But, uh... Alright, well, fuck it. Uh, that's what's going on. Let's get into some news, shall we? Alright. What's, what's up? Going- Let's see what's going on here. Uh, the New Kingdom Come singer says, James Kodiak's health situations have really been affecting his playing. And, uh... Wow, that's funny. I, I thought it was the alcoholism. Yeah, that, that is his health situation. Uh, well, apparently not. Apparently, he has a bunch of broken bones. <laughs> yeah, from, and they didn't... from falling, from being drunk. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. And uh, I guess he he left L.A. and moved back to Kentucky. So he's probably like on that Kentucky bourbon and, and falling down over there. But I, I don't know about you. Would you go see Kingdom Come, though, without James Kotak? I wouldn't see him with or without. That band sucks. I saw them <laughs> open for the Monsters of Rock tour with Metallica and Dokken and Scorps and, and Vangina, and they were fucking lame. Yeah. Stop, stop telling people you, you saw that. <laughs> we're, 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 yeah, well, for, in my in my defense, I was all the way up front for Kingdom Come to see Metallica, and I stuck around up there for Dokken, which was horrible and uh scorpions kicked ass and then i left i went to the nosebleeds because i went to a show with a dude that you know i had to go home with him so i had to wait around i went upstairs i did stick around to see eruption and then i walked outside after that i was like all right enough of this shit so you had to go home with this guy wouldn't have you been much happier if he used manscaped yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. They haven't paid us yet, dude. Okay, I'm just I'm practicing, man. I'm trying oh, yeah. I'm trying we're, to get we're into gonna, it. We're gonna bring up manscape all over this fucking episode. <laughs> Let's start getting paid. Uh so you say docking sucked. Um was it the sound, the performance? The, what the was perform it? the performance. Docking was a very good live band back in the eighties. But that day, they were just, you know, they, they were about to break up. They already knew it. You know, all right, after this yeah. shit, we're done. So they, they, they half-assed it. They went out there and just fucking went through the motions, and it was ta- it was fucking terrible. And every time I seen Doc and before that, they were fucking awesome. You know? It was bad. It was really bad. Not as bad That's... as Doc and now, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> Not that bad, but still, you know, it was horrible. <laughs> you know, I, I just saw uh, there was a story uh, today that Doc had announced some new tour dates, and I was just like, wow. Still trying. Still trying. <laughs> gotta, gotta love it, man. The thing is, people go out and see it. You know, fuck it. 
You know, if people want to see that shit, let them keep touring. You know, I mean, who are we to say, don't tour? Fuck it, let them tour. Let Scab Kiss tour. Let uh, let Sammy Hagar, let all you fuckers tour. There's people out there that'll pay to see that crap. So fuck it. I mean, that's what I say. You know, who am I to deprave people yeah. that like the suck? You know, I, I still wonder, like, you know, I'm very curious when I saw him hell, 10 years ago now, if not more, uh, you know, I wonder, were they really good, or was I just so drunk, you know, and so happy to finally see them that I liked it? I have no idea. I thought they sounded good that night, but I was wasted, so I have no idea. But tell you the truth, if they came around here, I'd go see it. Fuck it. See, see there you go. Point... Point, counterpoint, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say. You will go see it. Therefore, good, let them go tour. People like you want to see that shit. <laughs> Wad, you ignorant slut. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'd go if there was another band there, you know? And I'd stick around for docking. I think John Levine is an awesome guitar player. Yeah, he, he did do a good job, but, uh, you know, I want to see Lynch. Which, uh, you know, which is funny because almost every time you see Dokken now, Lynch Mob's opening up. So it's kind of, it's ironic, but it's a win-win because I've still never seen George Lynch. Live. He's you hit know. and miss. Sometimes he's phenomenal. Sometimes yeah. he's... Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a, it's a crapshoot going to see him. Yeah, he's, still, he's one of my all-time favorites, though. So. I, I love George Lynch, but man, there's times I saw him where he was god-awful. And then there's times yeah. where he was spot on, so. Yeah. Well, uh, next story, and this is something you did a very, very entertaining video about. Uh, Ozzy announced no more tours for the 20th time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody saw this fucking coming. But I love the video that everything, you know... You, you didn't see you in the video. Every everything while you were talking was a different picture of Sharon crying, because yeah. there goes there goes the money train. Yep. <laughs> you know, and especially in this day and age when, you know, even Ozzy doesn't sell records. Uh, you know, any money he would make, any substantial money, would be through tours and meet and greets and all that stuff. So that's dried up. <coughs> but. Uh, you know, I, I, I much shared, you know, what you said is, is good. He needs to stop. And, and something I didn't notice till I watched your video. And I saw those, uh, you know, those couple of appearances that he made. And I did not notice that thing behind him, you know, in case he fell. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, that's just sad. And... You know, Ozzy, there's no other artist that I've seen more than Ozzy. If you add up, like, the solo shows and the Black Sabbath shows, uh, the top three bands I've seen the most is Ozzy, um, Kiss, and Pantera. And, uh, you know, much like what you said, some shows were great, some shows sucked. Uh, even if they sucked, though, you know, there at least there was that energy, that vibe. You were just happy because you are seeing Ozzy. But yeah, he, he needs to stop, and Ozzy hasn't wanted to tour in 30 fucking years. 
but you know it was it was Sharon and Sharon spending that kept putting them out there so I say yeah let him go if he wants to make some more shitty albums you know so be it I would love to see him do some at least maybe one track at least with the original Sabbath but who knows but yeah, yeah but he does but, he at, but at least if he makes new albums, Bushy and Mark Allen Taylor would be happy. Yeah. Yeah, they love that crap. Yeah, they love that auto-tune bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Big like, like Sammy Hagar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I wish him whatever time Ozzy has left. Uh, I hope he enjoys it to the fullest. I, I think Ozzy, I, I think he's on the clock right now. I really do. I hate to say that. But, uh, yeah, that shit ain't looking good. That shit ain't looking good at all. I just I just hope Sharon goes before him so she don't pick at his bones. Oh, yeah, no. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that in your video. And you're absolutely right because, you know, if he goes first, you're going to see all these reissues, you know, live shit. You know, it's going to be, you know, let's melt this shit as much as we can so I can get another fucking facelift kind of shit. And uh, there, there's a pro shot show of Randy Rhodes that, you know, everybody says she has and won't release it, but she'd release it if Ozzy died. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Bitch. Yeah. Hope she has a pro shot with fucking Jakey Lee. That I'd pay money for. Well, there is two pro shots of Jakey. Oh, more than two. Yeah. No, I I know, but they're terrible. They're terrible, man. And, and that's one thing I didn't realize when I was a kid, but going back as an, uh, as an adult and watching, because I remember when uh, the Ultimate Sin video came out. I had that shit on VHS. And I re remember when they used to show concerts on MTV on Saturday nights and shit. Yeah, I thought the Bark of the Moon one was awesome. Salt Lake City, that was badass. Yeah, but like, well, the Bark of the Moon isn't as bad as the Ultimate Sin one. No, that was but even that, the keyboards are too high in the mix. Oh yeah, well the same thing with the US Festival. Man, I watched the US Festival, but man, the keyboards just ruin it. And I didn't know that when I was a kid, man, I loved that Ultimate Sin video. And then watching as a dumb, like oh oh my god, it, it sounded like like a Muzak version, like an elevator version of fucking Ozzy. And it's like oh this shit didn't fucking age well. But, uh, I don't know, maybe I need, like, a program where I could edit that shit, just edit out the fucking keyboards. <laughs> that would be awesome. They have shit like that now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to learn how to use it, though. Well, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame president is thrilled to have Iron Maiden on the ballot again. Uh, even though they're not going to get in. Even though, but I bet you they might do something like what they did with uh, Judas Priest, like that backhanded, like let you in in a subcategory, like you're in but you're not really in kind of shit. Uh, be interesting to see how they would react to this, you know, being as vocal as Bruce Dickinson's been about fuck the Hall of Fame. Do you think he would stand by that or do you think he'd backtrack if they got in? E even I if it was like. Like how Judas Priest got in. I would hope Bruce Dickinson tells him to fuck off like Johnny Rotten did. I would hope everybody would do that. But, you know, what can I do? Everybody out there wants Iron Maiden in, so 
Let all those stupid fucks that care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame have their little joy that the enemy accepted Iron Maiden. I don't give a fucking rat's ass. I don't care no more about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I care more about the people that care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They piss me off hundred <laughs> times more than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, they're what they are. They're dicks, they're, they're pompous, and they eat crow a lot, you know, because they put Sabbath and Zeppelin and all these people that they bashed in the 70s into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, John Winner said when they opened the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, well, you have to be around for 25 years because if that's not the case, then we'd induct Journey now. Well, Journey's now in there. You know, fuck these, you know, I mean, whatever. Rock and Roll Fame is what it is, but the people that care about it, you're all a bunch of phony fucking losers. Period. You're seeing more people get in now that they wouldn't want to get in because they're suffering monetarily. Yeah, ticket uh, sales, man. Yeah, ticket sales are down, so they're letting in people they don't want to let in. Um, yeah, that's, know, it's, that's integrity for you, huh? And I actually, I actually went on the website because I saw these these links that were saying who's eligible this year. But the articles that I saw were so poorly written, I couldn't make out if they're like saying these people are eligible or if they're actually on the nomination thing. So I went on the actual website. And I saw the list, and they had a thing to vote there. I'm like, I ain't voting on this shit because I could get, that, that, I could give a fuck less. That voting don't count though, because people that vote for that, you see, like the people that get inducted aren't the people that got the most votes from the fan votes. It's a sham. Like, like I don't know, like. Uh, well, I, well, no, well, no, no, no. The fan, the fan vote. I think I believe it's there, there's five main acts or artists that get inducted every year. Four of them are already pre-picked by Rolling Stone. The fifth goes to the fan vote. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and the fan vote, usually, I mean, that's like how Duran Duran got in. Uh, what a Rolling shitty Stone band that is. Well, I, I, I love Duran Duran. No, no, you're wrong. But They're not I, good. Listen, get get get. Yeah. That's a boy band. Fuck Duran Duran. Hey, they play instruments, though. God, I'm so happy I wasn't born when you were born, dude. (laughs) I I love Trouble and I hate Duran Duran. I'm so happy about that. Hey, hey, you like fucking Ario Speedwagon. That's a boy band. I love Ario. Well, 70s Ario. That one boy band. Yeah. (laughs) But but anyway, so... Uh, there's no way Iron Maiden's gonna win that. Just like there's no way Judas Priest won the thing, you know. And then they put them in, in like the sideman category. Like you're in, but you're not an official artist. It, it was so. I don't know. I, I I was disappointed to see Judas Priest even go up there for that because it was such a backhanded compliment. Um, I don't care. I think they deserve that. Good. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, living up to their fucking, uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah, no, but I but I felt bad for Judas Priest going up there and, you know, doing I, that. I don't. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck, fuck Judas Priest, you're right. Hey, fuck Judas Priest. I'll say it, man. Fuck him. When it comes to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, fuck him. You know, get him out of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
I'm all for that. Get Bon Scott the fuck out of there. That's a fucking disaster. Oh, God. You know what? Uh, well, not Bon Scott, but I was a minute late for the show because I was listening to ACDC. And in my opinion, one of the greatest deep cuts in their catalog, Spellbound. God damn it, I love me some for those about to rock. Fuck it. Yeah, great, great album. fucking album. Great album. All it's right. Well, so, flag, but it's a great album. Yeah. It, to me, it's just a cut here. I, I, I agree. I agree Back in Black is the better album, but I still say I, I enjoy for those about to rock more. That's, even it's, a, it's the second best Brian Johnson album, in my opinion. Well, there you go. All right. Well, something more even frightening than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Holy shit. Have you heard the songs off the new Tom Hunting EP, uh, Hunting Party? Well, yes. And it, yes, it's not good. I'll admit it's not good. But, you know, I mean, the guy likes the... The 70s shit. Let him have his little fun. I wouldn't buy it, you know? Yeah. No, no, I'm all for that. And I'll tell you what, man. And and, and I'm going to talk to Jack Gibson about this shit. I'm going to rip him about it because he played on one of the tracks. Um, I love it because, you know, look what this guy beat, you know, the odds and beating the cancer and shit. And he is just having fun. You know, he picked he picked four songs that are not metal that he loved, and he did them. But goddamn, they're horrible. I don't know what's worse, his EP or Alex Skolnick's uh, rap videos. Uh, oh, they're they're come on, that's not even uh, close. Of course, it's Alex Skolnick. Uh, come on, at least he's attempting uh, some good song covers. I mean, those uh, he, he does Eastbound. He he does Eastbound and Down, of course, the the great theme song from Smoking the Bandit. He does Jungle Love by the Time, The Boys Are Back in Town by the Bus Boys, and uh, fuck, what's the other one? I can't remember. It's it's something else fucking weird. And I, I love that he did something weird. I just wish it was better. You know, it just sounds so bad. But what I will say, I don't think he has a horrible voice. Tom does the singing on all the songs. I like his but, voice. But, uh, yeah. No, I like it. But, uh, God, he does one. What is the Jungle Love one? I think there's a rap part by DMC from Run DMC. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. It, it, it's so bad. But at the same time, I'm like, look at what this guy beat, man. And he's having fun. Good for him. But fuck, it's terrible. But you know what? If it was if, if it was for sale and it was going to like a cancer charity or something, I'd buy a fucking copy. You know, who am I kidding? And I'd put it on and laugh about it and bitch about it. I, I wouldn't but, uh, buy it and hope everybody dies of cancer. That's how much I don't like it. I'm just kidding. Ian, why, why do you say shit like that? I was going to say, that's like the most Ian thing you've ever said. Yeah, I didn't mean it, though. God, throwing a fuck the French while you're at it. Uh, Ian sent me to say that. Send me a note. <laughs> he told me to read that. And after I read it, I was like, what the fuck, dude? You want to look good by saying, oh, I'll do it for cancer. Now you, Ralph, say this. Bastard. Uh-huh. 
Oh, God. Now, here's another horrible story. Uh, uh, apparently, Durant, Durant Phil Lynette... No. Apparently, Phil Lynette said he broke up then Lizzie because of pyromania. I saw that. Yeah, Joe Elliott said... Phil Lynott said that to him. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, he probably did, for all you know. But if you ask me... Um, I love Pyromania, but I- I'll say the last couple of Thin Lizzy albums I like more. I like Thunder and Lightning and Renegade and uh, uh, Black Rose and what else was there? Well, Chinatown, no. I like Pyromania more than Chinatown. Yeah. But all the other ones I like more, but that's me, not Phil. I would take... Mm-hmm. I would take High and Dry over those albums. Pyromania, there's shit I love on it, and there's shit I'm like, eh, you know. But I, I kind of get what he was saying. I, I think Phil, Phil just saw that. Here, here's the new kids, man. This is, you know, and, and I, I mean, I think if you put <coughs> Pyromania against those albums, well, maybe not Thunder Lightning. Thunder Lightning had some like balls and gravitas to it, but. Uh, I just think he saw the new guard coming in and was just like, fuck. You know, Thin Lizzy never made it like the other bands did, you know, money-wise and sales-wise. And, you know, and then you see this new band come in just right out the gate. Well, not right out the gate, but, I mean, relatively. I don't think you know. I don't think Def Leppard did well overseas till Hysteria. I could be wrong. But I know High and Dry and On Through the Night did really bad in England. Yeah, I, b- I believe you're right. I believe I don't think they did well. I think you're right in I Europe don't think until Pyromania, then. Pyromania, I don't think did well. It, it did well here. Yeah, I, I think they they were looked as like sellouts. You know, yeah. like they were trying trying to be American and stuff. And yeah, with Hello America, that really pissed everybody off. Yeah, well, not only that, but it was very American sounding compared to. You know, they get lumped in because they came out at the same era as the new wave of British heavy metal. But, you know, they're way light in the loafers compared to Saxon and Maiden and, you know, Diamond Head and shit like that. So, yeah, I get that. No, I, I believe he said it. I mean, it was probably, you know, half joke, half sincerity. But God damn, it just, it's sad to read. <laughs> you know, when you read that, it's like, oh, God. Another reason to fucking hate Death Leopard. Yeah, you know? I, I kind of believe Joe. Joe doesn't seem like a Sammy Hagar to me. He doesn't lie, does he? No. I don't remember. I, I, no, no, no. Joe seems pretty cool. Did you see the new video that he did with Ghost? It's He's hardly in that song. It's like, does that really... I know, that's what I don't... I don't, I don't get it. I, I downloaded the single. And it's like, I can't tell the difference between that and the regular version. But the video is funny. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, yeah, the video. It's like, hey, and you know, I'll give him points there, you know, and uh, you know, also I'll give them. (coughs) You know, they 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 don't pretend to be anything they're not. You know, they're like, hey, this is who we are. They they make no bones about it. So whatever. I mean, it ain't my fucking bag, but. you know, after reading this article, though, I totally understand why uh, Phil Lynott, you know, cut the brake line on Rick Allen's car. It all makes sense now. 
Ah, damn, that's what happened. Yeah. What do you do that? Because yeah, I think Phil and I was dying at that time. No, 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 he wasn't. That, that happened New Year's Eve of 84, I believe. Phil and I died in early 86. So, yeah, you might have a point. Yeah. All right, well, next story. Uh, and this is something that I was like, what the fuck? Did you see uh, the Paul Gilbert Dio tribute album? Yeah, I, I, I thought it was all right. Him playing like, you know, he can't sing like Dio, so might as well play guitar and pretend it's Dio. Yeah, you know, I thought it was kind of weird at first. I was, you know, I'm looking at the headline. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, it's one of those things. Like, I respect Paul Gilbert as a guitar player. I know this guy can play. But I can't help the prejudice. Anytime I see him, all I can think about is horrible Mr. Big. That band sucks. Yeah. Oh, they suck. You know, that that's somebody who's going to be at Rockin' Pod, and I didn't even put in a request to talk to is Eric Martin. Uh, is that his name, the singer, Eric Martin? Who cares? Yeah, whatever. I was like, no, I'll pass. I'll pass. I'd rather talk to the trainee from Bain, who hopefully we get to talk to. But um, so anyway, I'm like, what? He's doing a Dio tribute album, and I didn't read the whole thing. I just scrolled down. Uh, to the video clip, and that's when I realized it's him doing the songs, but he's doing the guitar work, like the vocalization of Dio, he's playing on guitar. What, Which, what, it's a whole album of him doing that? Yeah, and he's okay. doing, it's, uh, it's like Dio solo stuff, some Rainbow stuff, some Black Sabbath stuff, and what it is, is, you know, they're playing the song in the background, but where Dio sings, He's enunciated, and if you will, on the guitar. And they had a clip for like Holy Diver, and I was like, oh, "Okay, you know, it's kind of like an interesting take." But I'm like, "The fuck's gonna buy this shit?" <laughs> you know, that shit's not even gonna go wood. Michael for Micah. Who knows? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Whatever, but uh, hey, at least he's showing respect to Dio. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know. There's something kind of neat about it, but would I listen to it? You know, would I buy it and put it on and listen to the whole thing? Yeah. Nah, man. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was like, yeah, it's not something I'd buy. All right. Here, here's a show. <laughs> I'm kind of, believe it or not, I'm on the fence about this. And it probably all comes down to is it on a weekend or a weekday? But uh, Brian Adams is going to tour with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. And I love Joan Jett. I've seen her live. She's still fucking amazing. And Ralph, I know you've seen a lot of weird acts and a lot of shit, you know, especially, you know, in the 80s when they'd have weird bills and stuff. Have you ever seen Brian Adams? Yes. At a, at, and he wasn't famous yet. It was at one, I, of, these, one of these. I knew it. It was one of these baseball stadium shows. I think he may have opened for REO or Foreigner or somebody, and he was really early in the bill. And I don't remember him. I mean, I remember he was there. I right. I, I remember watching him, but I don't re I, I don't think he had any hits yet. Or he may have had like cut like a knife or something. I don't know. But he wasn't popular yet. But he he opened one of those baseball stadium shows. Yes, I did see him once. 
Oh, okay. I don't. I don't mind Brian Adams. I don't own any Brian Adams, but I like cuts like a knife. I like a couple of his tunes. They're all right. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I mean, he has a couple of rockers that I dig, but then you know when you get into that theme song from fucking Robin Hood and shit, no. No, I don't want to hear any of that shit or... Run to like, you. Have... That's another one I like. Run to yeah, you. Yeah, Run to you I like. And that one he did with Tina Turner, I love. Uh, is it love or if it's love or whatever? I mean, badass song. The guitar on it's great, you know? And, uh, you know, he's got some good... So I'm kind of on the fence. And I don't know if that's like my age or what, but I'm like contemplating going to see Brian Adams and Joan Jett. But I mean, Joan Jett is just phenomenal. Still kicks ass. And uh, yeah, I might be interested in it. But I think it'd be one of those like, oh God, there'd probably be a lot of, I'm going to go to the bathroom for this or go get a beer for this one. But fuck it, I might go. All right, what else? Oh, God. <laughs> Did you see uh, this band falling in reverse? Oh, this Who, is great. Uh, this is awesome. So, yeah. Yes, I love so, it. <laughs> song sucks. The, the song was terrible, but that oh, video rules. Oh, my God. So this band falling in reverse, there was a lot of controversy. When they canceled a show, I believe it was in Chicago because they lost their laptops. <laughs> and, you know, Eddie Trunk got in on this and, and Sebastian Bach got in on this. Like, you know, what kind of band needs a laptop to perform, you know, and, and fuck you, you guys suck and blah, blah, blah. Uh, which I agree <laughs> wholeheartedly. But, you know, in, in, and I knew about the, you know, the Twitter shit back and forth between the Fallen Reverse lead singer and Sebastian Bach. I had never heard of this band. Little did I know, these guys are pretty popular. And I'm like, oh my god, because I, I, I saw their record sales, and it's kind of it's like one of those like uh, Avenged Sevenfold, Five Finger Death Punch things that, wow, these people do arena tours nowadays, and people show up for this shit. I listened to this song; it was absolutely horrible. But the funniest thing is, goddamn, Grandpa needs some glasses. Because I, I see the, the title to the story. It says, Sebastian Bach lookalike gets hit in the head by fallen laptop and fallen reverse to do music video. And I thought it said lollipop. And I'm like, what the fuck? He gets hit in the head with a lollipop? What the fuck <laughs> shit is this? And I even watched the video. I was like, he doesn't get hit in the head with a lollipop. <laughs> I had to look at it again. It's a laptop. Uh, now, that part is funny, but the song, holy shit, is it horrible. I mean, it's pretty much like a rap song. You know, but that... This, this is what metal is to these kids? I mean, it's like, God, I thought that shit went away with fucking Linkin Park. You know? Whatever. But, uh, uh, I, let the kids have their fun, dude. People were saying ooh. that about, you know, what we liked when we were kids, you know? The, 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 oh, the, I, I know. All like, these great fans and the Grateful Dead fans yeah. would, would goof on me for liking, you know, uh, I don't know, docking and shit like that. It's like, I don't want to be those people, you know? Yes, I don't like it. I think it sucks. But let the kids have their fun. 
And, and I'll tell you, you know, I know I've talked about in the last episodes is, you know, lately I've gone away from, you know, music. I've been more into movies than I have been listening to music. But I've got back on a huge music kick. But what I've been listening to is 70s. You know? Well, that's the best decade, <laughs> and I, the best decade ever was the 70s, dude. And, oh, and of course I think of you every time I, I hear you in the back of my head. Oh, this is the best shit ever. This is the best yeah. shit ever. <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah, but this new shit, it's, it's horrible. But yeah, the video is funny. And, you know, I think they could have got a little bit better Sebastian Bach lookalike, but it's still fucking funny. You know? Right. It's like it's like the new Cries Like a Bitch, you know, when, was that horrible? Was it Godsmack? I don't know, but I, all I know is that Sebastian Bach in the video looked a little too thick to be the Sebastian Bach of today. <laughs> oh, God. That was, like, that was like 1989 Sebastian Bach in that video. Oh, God. Uh, well, man, there's been a lot of videos lately of uh, John Five. Every Monday, he does a Motley Crue Monday where he plays a different... He does a different Motley Crue riff, and, and of course he does them, um, you know, spot on. I mean, John Five is fucking amazing. Uh, but something, I don't know if we talked about this in an early episode because I drink so much. But did you hear the rumors that he was actually playing on the stadium tour behind the curtain and no. that Mick Mars... No. Okay. Yeah. Here's some, here's some stuff that's been going around. And <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> apparently, um, there's a lot of people who apparently on the inside say that the whole stadium tour, it was John Five playing backstage, while Mick Mars was just out there with a the guitar. Huh? And I'm like, hmm. man. And, you know, uh, you know, something we know from, I mean, look at all these bands that we found out later had uh, keyboardists, you know, playing behind the stage and doing vocals and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm kind of wonder if that's true. I don't know. <coughs> I didn't see that stadium shit, so I have no idea. But I don't know. I wouldn't put it past them. What do you think? Well, I think it served the people that pay to see this shit them right. Yeah, I'm... You know, I mean, they busted Tommy Lee uh, with some tapes and shit, and and uh, right. you know, I mean, I think the only guy live on stage is Vince Neil, obviously. You know that that's lot that ain't no tape. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely Vince. You know, the rest of them are probably playing. They're all playing. Pro- who knows, man? Maybe Bobby Dolls in the background doing fucking Nicky Six's part. Who knows, man? All I know, anybody that goes to see this shit, you deserve. Look. You think that the people that would pay to see Motley Crue today would actually care if it was John Five in the back while Mick Mars is up there, you know, just pretending to play? Nobody, all these people, man, anybody that goes yeah. to Motley Crue now, I mean, seriously, you get what you deserve. Yeah. Well, most Motley Crue fans would probably welcome John Five because they, they'd find him more attractive than Mick Mars. Because yeah, only only girls only girls and Johnny Vogan like that shit anyway. Yeah, yeah so. but did Johnny? But, I, uh, I've been out of touch. Did Johnny Vogan support this shit? Them getting back together. 
I think so. I could be wrong. I, I hate to put words in Johnny Bogan's mouth because, you know, I might knock out a dick. But, uh, <laughs> you know. You know, uh, it, it, it really it really upset me because I actually, like a moron, I actually thought Molly Crew really meant it, you know? And then, you know, part of that contract was we can't tour anymore. And also another thing is that they put in a clause uh, you know, uh, you can't do it without an original member. It has to be all four members. So they're going back on that too. Right. You know, it's like double whammy oh, yeah. the contract. It it really pissed me off because I actually did think, you know, oh, all right, Motley Crue uh, actually retired. I thought they were going to yeah. really retire because they hate the music except for Vince. But then, you know, I forgot right. the, the part where it's like, oh, Tommy Lee's solo shit and Nikki six 6 a.m. didn't sell shit, so of course they'll go back to crew for money. I didn't put that in the equation, right. which I should have. Right, no, and I actually respected it, you know, even though I, I saw that tour twice. And both times, Alice Cooper blew him off the fucking stage. But... It, we, you know, we both said it was an amazing show, though, like yeah. for Motley Crue. <clears throat> that shit with the fire and the stage they put on, it was, it was, it was incredible. It, it was better than any Kiss show I've ever seen. It, oh, yeah. It, it, the, the, the stage production to that was, like, the best. Oh, yeah, and I thought the Carnival of Sins tour was good, too. Yeah. It, yeah you well, know, but, that, but, but then I saw this one, I was like, well, you know what? It, they're, uh... <clears throat> Sorry. They're a modern day kiss. It's all about the show. It ain't about the songs, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Alice Cooper kicked their ass. But yeah, I kind of respect it. Hey, at least they're going out, you know? Yeah. But, and then yeah. they come back with a shitty ass show. I mean, what the fuck was that about? You know, the, the, the stage no. show they have now, it's like there's a bunch of beams and, and these annoying girls dancing yeah. around. It's like fucking, it, it's horrible. But whatever, you know, hey, yeah. you all want to knock yourselves out and pay for crap and, and this fucking way past their prime band. And, you know, you're not seeing, you're seeing like the corpse of Motley Crue being dragged out on stage. You're not seeing what I saw in the 80s. When I saw Theater Pain and Shout at the Devil tours. Those were fucking, that was Motley Crue. Not this fucking garbage. Well, did you see that shit about how Vince is going to be out next? Yes. Uh, I can't see that happening. I don't think the crew fans will allow that. You know? Yeah. Well, the talk was, you know, they're kind of waiting until they seal the deal. <coughs> you know, contract-wise. I don't know. They you never know. Me. I mean, look how... That'd be hot. Yeah, that, man. No, I fuck they should hire me. I look like Vince Neil, and I would probably, you know, sing better. Yeah, yeah. I won't sing better, though, but but I'll go out there, and I'll, I'll wing it, man. I'll be like Brett Michaels, pointing at everybody, having a good old time. And I'll expose, I'll expose them for the fraud that they are, because when they start playing one song, I'll start singing Sister of Pain, you know, <laughs> yeah. just to fuck yeah. them up. You're invited, but your friend can't come during Wild Side. <laughs> oh god oh here's something that i can't believe yet i can believe uh aaron lewis the singer of stained who now is a country star 
you know, he had that song, Am I the Only One, where, he, you know, he's bitching about Biden and bitching about Bruce Springsteen and all this shit. Well, this single has gone gold, which is the equivalent. It's still the same as when we were growing up. Gold is half a million copies. That's impressive. God damn, hats off to this fucking hillbilly. Holy shit. And that's another thing that's sad. That goes gold. Good Lord. Oh, well. That's the that's what we live in, dude. We live in. I I, I really can't be bothered by all this nonsense anymore. I I, I don't even think a different kind of truth went gold. <laughs> you know, and this went gold. Yeah, I I just listen to my shit, and I don't. I listen uh, to Midnight, you know, Midnight Spell and shit like that that doesn't even sell, but it's much better than all that stuff to my ears, and that's all that matters to me. Fuck. You know? uh, let, let, let all the popularity thing happen, and you know, I just don't care. I never really did, actually. You know, it doesn't matter to me what sells, what doesn't, what's in the charts, what's not. I really don't give a fuck. Unless it's something that I love, and it's so rare, and it's like, oh shit, Midnight Spell's in the top ten? Then I would care, because I'd be like, whoa, something good's in the top ten. But now it's like, fuck, dude. I mean... What's that guy's name? There's a there's a rap artist, Drake. Drake sold more than the Beatles. I need I say more? You know? Alright, I'm gonna put a fucking gun in my mouth. Oh, God. Well, here's something we talked about earlier. Uh, that, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really interested in this. The Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper co-headline tour with Ministry and Filter opening up. And uh, God damn, to me that's a that's a pretty good set list. I mean, Filter, I like a couple of songs. Not a huge fan or anything. Love fucking Ministry. Uh, Rob Zombie. I'm definitely more of a White Zombie fan, but I've seen Rob Zombie solo live. puts on a killer show, and Alice Cooper just still wipes the floor with everybody. Yep. So, oh man, yeah, I'm done. And I, I looked where this is gonna be. It's actually thirty minutes from my house, and it's on a Saturday. So I am going to this shit and looking very forward to it. Um, you know, the one thing you got to be realistic uh, with a tour like this. Everybody's playing a short set. <clears throat> you know, the opening bands definitely short. You know, co-headliners. You're lucky. You're lucky if you get an hour and a half out of both of them. Probably not, though. But uh, I think that'll be a good show, and I'll, I will check that out. I'll go for hours, that's for sure. Uh, now, this is something I was very surprised about, and I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised about the hate because of, you know, the culture we live in, but I was thoroughly impressed with and that is the lead singer from Skid Row uh, released a, him doing a cover of Judas Priest's Painkiller. Did you see that? <clears throat> yeah, his channel has a lot of great shit on it. Holy fuck did he do, in my opinion. I thought he fucking nailed it. And I heard what, well, I didn't listen to the whole album, but I heard the couple of songs he did with Skid Row. I thought it was absolute horseshit. And I was like, not impressed. 
Guy has zero stage presence. You know, looks like he's fucking 12. I watched the video for this. I still think he has zero stage presence and looks like he's 12. But vocally, oh my God. I, I had so much more respect for this kid, you know, compared to that crap Skid Row shit he did. Uh, I thought he fucking nailed it. I thought it was incredible. What do you think? Yeah, no, I love it. And he does uh, Love of My Life by Queen. He does Hellas Cross. He does Rainbow in the Dark. He does all that shit fucking awesome. A bunch of fucking killer covers. He does, um, uh, Hallow Be Thy Name. You name it. And I love the new Skid Row stuff. And I, I saw yeah. it. I was front row, man. And I was floored how fucking impressive this guy is vocally. I mean, insanely good. Better than Sebastian Prime. Easily. Him doing those Sebastian Bach songs, he fucking nailed it. Harder, longer. He, he was just flat out amazing. He was well, I, great. I was impressed with what I saw that he did with the old Skid Row songs. I, I gotta admit that I thought he did great. I just thought that the two songs that I did here, you know, full disclosure, I only heard two. I, I just thought they were such shitty fucking songs. You know, but, you know, then again, it sounded like, you know, Skid Row to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm more of a Skid Row fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like Slave of the Grind, you know, half of it. And, you know, I, I like uh, the one after that I really like. Subhuman. Uh, yeah, Subhuman Race, yeah. Um, you know, and I like a couple songs off the first album, but I hate that fucking... 18 in life and I remember you I hate that fucking crap I don't like yeah. the ballads on fucking um, Slave to the Grind either I'm not a big fan it, of the first album yeah I, the funny thing is I think I like the first album more than you even though I hated fucking Skid Row I hated him until I saw him live I know I've said this in nauseam on, on this show but uh, yeah I hated him until I saw him live I thought Warrant was better but uh <coughs> no this kid's got fucking talent and uh, I, I see him in a whole new light now. A lot more respect. Well, something I was very sad to see is uh, Neil Sean and Jonathan Kane on stage for the first concert of Journey's new tour. Well, and, I, I saved I saved a pretty penny, you know. I was going to go see him with Greg Raleigh. Oh, I would too. I'd be there in a heartbeat with Greg Raleigh. And you know this totally comes down to uh, I don't think Neil Sean legally can kick him out right now. No, man. If, right. it, it, yeah, if he, if he could, he would. But it's like, God damn, would you? Okay. Like, granted, I probably wouldn't go see Journey without Greg Raleigh anyway. But, <clears throat> you know, just go see two guys on stage you know fucking hate each other going through it for the fucking, you know, the money. You know, oh man. You know what I'm gonna see that's gonna kick ass on March 25th? What's that? A Journey cover band with Joey Belladonna. Hell yeah. Oh, they're playing down by you? Yeah, they're coming down here, man. Mm. Nice, nice. Yeah, that uh, I'm forward to. I, I saw some video they showed a lot from, uh, I think they were playing The Chance in Poughkeepsie, legendary venue in Poughkeepsie, New York. And what I love about it is, you know, Joey does his own thing. You know, he doesn't try to do 
note for note. He does his own thing, but you can tell, obviously, of course, he loves Journey. Uh, man, I would go see that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, fuck, man. You know, just, I'm just, like I said, me and my son were so excited to see Joey Belladonna do, you know, the national anthem at the football game we went to. Fuck. I'd love to see that shit. Yeah, that'd be that'd probably be better than current journey. Even though I would love to see Neil Sean. I do respect Neil Sean as a guitar player. Yeah, he's great, but I've seen Journey enough. Right. I've I've never seen him, but you know, if you want my money and you ain't got Steve Perry, you better fucking have Greg Raleigh or I'm fucking out. I, I ain't giving no money to fucking Jonathan Kane, I'll tell you that much. Fuck him. Well, uh, one song that just was released I really fucking love, but I got a funny feeling you're going to make fun of the album cover, but uh, is the new Overkill. Holy oh, yeah, God. yeah, I heard it. I, I, I liked it, but there was a section of the song where it changed, and I didn't like that part. Really? Yeah. Okay. They should have just kept it as it was. I, didn't, I uh, mean, the, over, the album covers whatever, you know I mean? It's not bad. Well, it's, I know, but you were saying, like, cover, you know? The, the, you know, you kept saying, like, the last couple, you can't tell one album from the other. And I think this is very similar to the other ones, too. But I really like the song, Scorched. I'll hear uh, the, I'll, I'll listen to the rest and be your judge. I, I, I liked it, but then the change I didn't like in it. Oh, okay. Well... I dug it, and uh, I can't wait for them to fucking tour again. Here's something you'll probably buy. Well, knowing you, you're not going to buy this. Somebody is going to buy it for you, you lucky fuck. Yeah. Uh, But Kiss is releasing a soundboard with Mark St. John. Yeah, I might buy that. If somebody doesn't buy it for me, I think I'm going (laughs) to buy it. And I mean, what, just for the oddity of it, or...? No, I heard a clip. It sounded good. Oh yeah, what, what clip did you see? It wasn't a. Full, I, 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 it wasn't a full song. They should, there's a commercial for it now, and they play like ten seconds of the song, and it, was, it sounded good. It sounded like a good soundboard. So I was like, yeah, if nobody buys me this, I guess I'm gonna have to buy it. Yeah, I, I, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm gonna download it for free, um, but I'd be interested to hear. Uh, you know, his interpretations of those songs, you know, because, you know, what we know now, like, you know, he doesn't even play on all of Animalize. Some of that shit's Bruce Kulik. Um, But, uh, yeah, I would check it out, you know, out of curiosity. That's from Poughkeepsie, New York, too. But uh, they played the arena there instead of the chance. But, yeah. yeah, I'll check it out. They have this package where, you know, of course it's Kiss. You know, there's a deluxe package with guitar picks and, uh, you know, a Kiss Alive shirt or Animalized shirt. I think it's funny. It comes with Kiss picks that have, like, all the faces on it, like the makeup faces. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with the Animalized era? I think you I know? saw a shirt where it was just Gene and Paul. I was like, what the fuck? Well, the... The package that I see has, uh, it has the guitar picks, there's like one that just says Kiss, and then there's one with all the four makeup faces, and then something that looks like, I don't know, maybe a fucking air freshener, (laughs) and then a shirt that has like the Kiss Army logo says off the soundboard, and on the back it says, 
uh, Kiss Live, and it's like kind of a play on the Animalized cover, uh, Poughkeepsie. But, uh, yeah, talk about milking a fucking dead horse, but there's a lot of people that will go ape shit because it's something that's so rare, you know? So. All right, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh... Did you see uh, Twisted Sister play at the uh, Heavy Metal Awards? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it sucked any fingers wasn't there, though. Yeah, he got the COVID. Yeah, yeah. I hope we get to interview him. I put him on the list of people uh, for us to interview at Rockin' Pod, and I really hope that comes through. And, you know, just so the listeners know, they send us a list of all the people who are going to be at Rockin' Pod and then we put in a request of who we would like to talk to. And sometimes you get everybody you want, sometimes you don't. Uh, in my opinion, uh, Eddie Fingers is, is one of the main guys. So, you know, fingers crossed we get him. Uh, you know, I, I think we could do a uh, very fun interview with him. Hopefully he's, uh, <laughs> you know, he can roll with the punches that we would throw at him. Well, maybe me. I think you'd be much more complimentary and nice than I would be. But, yeah. um, but I, I would love love to talk to him. I'm a big big fan of his. And to me, he's like the guy I would... I, the guys I would most like to... Well, I've already met D. Well, actually, I've, I've met them all. Got their autographs. But to talk to him, it's like him and AJ would be like the ones I'd want to talk to the most. Uh, Mark and... and and fucking JJ just seemed like complete fucking dicks. So, you know, hopefully we get to talk to him. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's something. God damn. Uh, this is just retarded, but it's the world we live in. Uh, did you hear about the Pantera cancellations? Yeah, what can you do? You know, I, I mean, granted, everybody knows what what Phil did at the Dime Bash with the the White Power logo and and shit like that. You know, the salute, and he gave his version of what it was about. Whether you buy that or not, you know, I buy it. Is up to you. I I kind of see it, and I kind of don't. You know, being a guy that lived in New Orleans as long as I did you hear a lot of stories I've heard a lot of fucked up shit about the Pantera and Down guys I've hung out with them you know got drunk with all of them um I could see it going either way but I don't know so I'm not gonna say for for sure but the, the the fact that you're going to cancel these fucking shows because of that, to me, is just fucking asinine. And this is coming from the liberal guy. Um, it's just fucking stupid. It happened. Come on. You know, let it fucking go. If there's people who are truly offended by that, don't go. Don't go. Yeah, don't go. That That's the thing that bothers me the most is I'm all with... If you don't like something, don't support it. There's plenty of shit I don't like, I don't support. You know? Um, I fucking love Ted Nugent. I would not go see him live. Well, mainly because I've already seen him live. 
Well, but I, you know what? I'd but, be you know, anytime. He'd come here, I'd go see him in a heartbeat. New kid. But you know what I mean? There's certain people I just... But that should be my choice. It should be up to me whether I want to go or not. I don't want to see Ted Nugent canceled for something just because I don't agree with shit he says or, or does. I think that's bullshit. Fuck, I was jamming some fucking Nuge. I, I watched one of your videos. What was it? Uh, Weekend Warriors. Yeah. 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 So so I'm, I'm scrolling through my shit. I'm like, man, I want to listen to some fucking Nuge. So I'm scrolling through my shit and I'm looking at my iTunes and in between Scream Dreams and Weekend Warriors was State of Shock. I was like, you know, I never listened to this one all the way through. So I listened to State of Shock. Uh, love me some fucking Nuge. Great album. You know? Uh, well, there's a couple stinkers on it, but other, I was I was pleasantly surprised with it. I dug it. You know, it's the Charlie Hune or Hun, whatever, however you want to say that. Charlie but, um, yeah. But, you, you know what I mean? It should be up to the individuals, not somebody just saying, no, you can't be here. If, if, if whatever he did bothered somebody so bad, then they should just say, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to support this. I can't stand this cancel culture bullshit, man. Should be left to the in individual, not one person deciding. Um, and unfortunately, you see it's had had a ripple effect. Now there's been, I believe, three shows totaled. But in a way, this will backfire because there'll be other people that will go all the more just because of shit like this. So I don't know what they really achieved by doing this shit. So... Yeah, it's sad it didn't happen in America. It's like, wow, it's spreading all around the world, this woke shit. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and in Germany. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, goddamn. Nazi Germany. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's the news. And it's time to get into this album. And, uh, wow. Well, there's, there's history to this one. Because we actually did this album... I think probably six or seven years ago, Ralph. We did. We did. Uh, do you remember? This is an album we reviewed, and either we didn't hit record, or you lost the the uh, the copy. Oh, oh, okay. It it might have been a computer crash. So this is the oldest fan episode <laughs> that we're doing. Um, because, yeah, we recorded this, and I was like, oh, fuck. You know, we didn't want to do it again the next week, and it just went on the back burner. Uh, but this week we are doing the uh, the fourth studio album by Trouble, the self-titled album, which came out in 1990. And uh, this is our second Trouble review. Uh, we did another fan episode. We did their debut album, Psalm 9. Which I was not a fan of. Uh, but yeah, do, getting ready to do this one, I remember initially I did not like this album. And we did this before we did Psalm 9. And I knew of this band, but I, I, I didn't know them. But I've heard so many good things about this album in particular. And Trouble was an album I, I never knew growing up they were a Chicago area band even though I should have grown up so close to Chicago. Um, but I'd always heard talk about them. Like, you know, they were well-respected. Uh, 
you know, like they were into doom shit, you know, Sabbath type stuff. I'm like, well, well that's kind of cool. And then I heard they were kind of like a quasi-Christian band, kind of like how King's X was regarded back in the day, even though they're not like, you know, neither band you would consider like a striper, but the bands were known to be, you know, a band of Christians, uh, you know, that had, you know, Christian leanings in their lyrics. Trouble would refer to themselves as white metal instead of black metal. But I never checked them out, and much to my, you know, I've always talked about my snobbery about a band uh, who isn't on a major label. And back in the day, I believe they were on Enigma, and I probably just looked at it, and I was like, Enigma, please. I no, buy it, this shit. They were on Metal Blade. Oh, was it Metal Blade? Metal yeah. Blade? Okay. Uh, this, though, was a major label debut. This one was on Death Jam. And apparently there was four videos made for this record, but I recall seeing none of them on Headbangers Ball. Not to say that I didn't, because uh, I partied a lot back then. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't like this album when we initially reviewed it on the Lost episode. Uh, I didn't like Psalm 9 when we did it a few years back. And uh, But I thought, you know what? Give it a chance. You know, lately I've been following what Ralph does. A lot of times Ralph does his notes on the first listen. And I'm like, well, I know me. Especially if it's an album I don't know. Let me give it a couple listens. So I listened to it today uh, once, not doing notes. And then I listened to it again, took my notes, and uh, man. That, that, that's all I'm going to say. I don't have a lot of history with this band, and I don't want a lot of history with this band. But I will say, and I'll get into it after the review, I did look into some other eras and other albums after I listened to this album to see, you know, is it just this album? Is it just Psalm 9 that I don't like? Or is it this band as a whole? And, uh, you know, we'll talk about this later, but... Ralph, how, when and how did you discover Trouble? Psalm 9. I saw the, uh, it was a friend of mine, Ronnie, that had it. And he played me it. He had it on cassette. And I soon found it uh, on CD afterwards. And I loved it. I loved them right off the bat. I'm not the biggest fan of the Skull, though. The one That one is, is very well regarded. A lot of people love that one. I love Run to the Light. That was a great one. I saw him on that tour open for King Diamond. I saw him on this tour open for Sabotage. Two nights. And, uh... Um, wow, wow. And, and oh, not to cut you off, but maybe... Am I, am I backwards on this, or is this true? That most people like the Skull, but don't like the third album. And you're the reverse. Is that true? I'm not sure about that, what people think of Run to the Light, but... I wasn't... I know a lot of people love the Skull. That one's kind of, I mean, I don't yeah. think it's terrible, but it, I, I liked uh, Psalm 9 and, and Run to the Light way more. Those are the better Metal Blade albums for my ears. I didn't think the skull was terrible, and, you know, I maybe should give it more chances. I, I own it on vinyl, but, ah, you know, it just doesn't do much for me. But this was, this is their best one, this one. Uh, the self-title, okay. and 
And I like manic frustration. Well, I, I would put Psalm 9 over manic frustration, and then I'd put manic frustration at number three. Uh, those are my top three uh, trouble albums. Plastic Greenhead had its moments, but there's some filler on that. And I kind of lost track after that. Didn't really care for much. Oh, they they oh. got the guy from Warriors Fall, and uh, I don't dig that guy. Did you listen to the album? What album? Did you listen? Did you listen to the last one, the one that they did with Kyle Thomas from Exhorter? I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think I have. But um, yeah, I love this band. I've always loved this band, and I've been I've been following them since the beginning, since Psalm Nine, and uh, and I've collected all this stuff up to Plastic Greenhead. Then I just stopped. But I have a. I just love the fuck out of this album, dude. This album to me is fucking awesome. It's uh, heavy, Sabbathy. It should have been big, you know, but I guess they didn't promote it enough. They did show two of these videos on Headbangers Ball, End of My Days and Psychotic Reaction. I didn't see the other two videos, Rest in Peace and uh, might have been The Ballad, Misery Reigns, I can't remember. But I did see them on different things, but uh, I think End of My Days and Sonic Reaction are like the best songs on here. And Black Shapes of Doom. I mean, I, I, I love this album, but those are the standout tracks for me. I love this album. Well, one thing I, I'll agree with you on is this album is held in very high esteem. And I remember, you know, the great Martin Popoff who we've had on the show and you've done many episodes with. He's a huge fan of this. And that's what initially made me want to uh, check this one out because I saw you gave it a 10 out of 10 and just said it was an amazing album. I was like, ah, you know, I put it on a list of shit I need to check out that I never did until we had to do that episode, like I said, probably six years ago or so. I know it was for one of the, you know, the first or the second Rockin' Pods um, that we initially recorded this for before we lost it. But yeah, I'd never heard it to that point. But, uh, yeah, you like this shit, so why don't you take the first song, At the End of My Days. Awesome fucking Sabbathy worship tune, catchy. Love the chorus. Love, I love the whole thing. I love the riff. I love the the, the verses. You know, I love Eric Wagner's voice, and I think it's a grooving killer, kick-ass, awesome opening track. And at the end of my days is one of the standouts. I absolutely love it. Okay. All right. Well, listening to this, and like I said, I listened to it twice today. Um, I just put, ah, shit, this singer again. This group sounds like a cock rock band trying to do a Sabbath cover off of Forbidden. Uh, man, I, I don't I don't get this shit. You know, the, the, the people saying, you know, this is doom metal. A lot of people consider these guys in what they call the big four of doom. Uh, the the other three being uh, Candlemass, Saint Vitus, and Pentagram. And God, I, I mean, we we did a review of Candlemass, and we know what I thought of that shit. But even Candlemass, I've listened to other albums, and you know, I appreciate it more than the the one we listened to. Um, 
but I don't, to me, there is so much cock rock to this band. It just sounds like plastic Sabbath. Uh, I, I just, it does not sound sincere, and the guy's voice does not match this music at all to me. I, I know I'm in the minority. Even Dave Grohl, when he does ProBot, Eric Wagner was one of the singers he picked to be on ProBot. You know, he thought he had a great voice. Uh, to me, he's what ruins this group. I, I mean, I think musically, this shit's pretty subpar. But it's this, you know, it's his vocals that stick out like a sore thumb. Like, not only am I not a fan, but I think it just doesn't match the music. And, uh... Yeah, don't like this one at all. I'll take the next one, The Wolf. I'd rather listen to fucking Leather Wolf than this shit. You'd rather listen uh, to Duran Duran. I would. Uh, it, bomb, it, now that's a singer. And, and, and listen to this, Ralph. I can't understand how you like this, but not Dangerous Toys. Because this singer sounds like Jason McMaster with an upper respiratory infection. Well, maybe He's, because maybe because Dangerous Toys wrote crappy songs. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Well, so does this band, but you like them. No, they uh, don't crappy songs. These are good songs. Oh See, my God. you agreed with me. Dangerous Toys writes crappy songs. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I, I, I'll stand by the first album. And hopefully we're talking to Jason McMaster at Rocket Pod. Well, at least I will be. Uh, but yeah, to me, he's, he, does, he sounds like a bad Jason Master. And like I said, I'd rather listen to Leather Wolf than The Wolf. And I actually, after I was done listening to this, I was like, what the fuck was that Leather Wolf song? And, uh, oh, it was this horrible song. Horrible song called Hideaway. And I liked it, and I still liked it better than anything on this fucking album. <laughs> I love Leather Wolf. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I did too compared to this shit. Oh my God! Yeah, like not that. a fan of the wolf. What do you think? I love it. I'm so afraid. Wolf is at my door. Rocking, dude. It's a rocking track. It's killer. Probably the placement could have been a little later in the album. I don't think it's a good second track. I think Psychotic Reaction should have followed at the end of my days. But I love the wolf. I think the wolf kicks ass, dude. It's a great tune. All right, I'll take the next one which is another standout track probably my favorite psychotic reaction just this guy's voice is awesome i don't drink so i love it <laughs> i love that psychotic reaction the way he comes in the way he belts it by the way rest in peace he passed away he's a fucking awesome singer and this song rips in the same vein as at, at the end of my days it's got that sabbathy vibe it's 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 fucking amazing. It's my favorite track off here. Psychotic reaction, fucking rules. Love it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I, I I just had to laugh. This is the guy's life story. Uh, psychotic reaction. Old man dies. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, he was a COVID denier and uh, you know vaccine denier. And then he dies of COVID. So, uh, psychotic reaction, old man dies. Yeah, that's what happened. Nice cowbell in this fucking song. Yeah. This is fucking mot Yeah, motley fucking Sabbath. Oh my God. Th this band, like, like, 
it sounds like a seven foot Asian woman with three tits and one ball. Like none of it, you know, none of it matches. There's parts of it that are doomed. There's other parts that are so cock rock. And, and I, I dare anybody who doesn't have a preconceived notion, listen to this shit and tell me if this is pure doom or you don't hear like a shitload of cock rock. Either it be from the cheesy guitar solos. You know, it's, it's like there's Sabbath-type riffs, but then you got cheesy guitar solos, you know, cowbell, like, cock rock drumming, and then a singer who sounds, you know, like a bad Jason McMaster. It just doesn't fucking gel, and I don't get the respect that this band gets, because they are. I mean, a lot of bands that I look up to love this shit. I do not get it. Not one fucking bit. I, I, I think... It, it's fucking laughable. Uh, I'll take the next one. Uh, a Sinner's Fame. Uh, tell me this doesn't sound like the worst Great White song you've ever heard. Or Badlands if Ray Guitar's Corpse was playing guitar. I, I, th- this is not Doom. This is not Sabbath. This is, border, this is like really bad cock rock. And uh, I, I mean, nothing catchy, nothing groundbreaking about this. I, I, the, the praise for this, this shit goes way over my head. And we've done a lot of bands that like, yeah, I don't like them, but they're fringe bands and stuff, you know, stuff like fucking, um, oh, fuck, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, like the, the Sanctuary record we did, but yeah, you know, Sanctuary is kind of a, a you know a cult thing, and then I hugely. But there's a lot of people that praise this fucking band, and with this album, <coughs> with this album, I don't fucking see it. I think it's fucking terrible. What do you think of a Sinner's Fame? Love it, man! It's an awesome song. And by the way, a bad Jason McMaster is Jason McMaster. Hey, this, this song fucking rules, dude. It fucking, uh, it's, it's mid-paced, but I, again, I can't express how much I love Eric Wagner's voice. It doesn't sound like cock rock to me. It sounds like killer fucking metal. Hard rock more, this song, than metal. And it's, it's a smoking tune, man. Now they slow it down to Misery Show's Act 2. Misery Show Act 1 is on right, uh, uh, Run to the Light. Um... Love it. Nice little mellow tune to bring a little light and shade to this album. Uh, and and I don't get... It's it's seven minutes long and it flies by for me. I think it's a beautifully constructed awesome tune. So now talk about how much you love it. Oh. Oh, this song sucks. The other, the other thing that was nice about it is how long it was. I was able to write my notes plus post on Facebook. Uh, how this album was driving me to drink all during the song. Oh, great. A shitty Jesus fucking ballad. Uh, sounds like it was dropped off of Chinese democracy. Seriously, why do Chicago bands suck so much? You know, I mean, honestly, I'm thinking, okay, you got, you got Cheap Trick. They're from Rockford. Okay, that's the suburbs. That's like being a Hialeah band saying you're from Miami. You're not. You're from the fucking burbs. All the bands that come out of Chicago suck. You know, Sticks, 
you know, smashing punk. I, I think the greatest band to come out of Chicago was this, was Chicago. That's how much Chicago sucks. Yeah, that that get us at all. You like Smashing Pumpkins. That says it all. No, 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 no. I, I said they suck. Yeah, I, I, but they're better than Sticks. Well, well, no, I love them with Sticks. I mean, there's just something pussy about the music that comes out of fucking Chicago. What do you got? Stabbing Westward and all these horrible... I don't get it. Like, Chicago is such a tough fucking city. But all the good music comes out of fucking Michigan. You know, Michigan, you got fucking... You know, you got Motown, you got fucking, you know, the Stooges, you got Ted Nugent, you know, you got Grand Funk Railroad, you got all, all this fucking, <coughs> like, muscle, balls, fucking music out of Michigan, and Chicago is just some pussy, pussy-ass shit, and, and, and I'm, you know, it, it's sickening, it's sickening, there ought to be some good bands, you know, REO, well, they're, they're, they're from Carbondale, but, you know, still... Fucking Marcus Welby. God damn, what, what does Chicago have? Chicago and Cheap Trick. <coughs> Fucking terrible. Oh my god. And, uh, yeah, yeah, this is just horrible. And Ralph, you liking this song is all the proof that I need. You're adopted. <coughs> I've, I've met your fucking parents. And, and, and here's what I think happens. I think they had, they had too much to drink. At the fucking casino, they went to a fucking Santana concert, and some fucking gringos left their baby there, and they took you fucking home. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I, I would be offended, but you like Duran Duran. How could you like some plasta shit like this? How oh, could my, you like this? run like a wolf? How could I like... Oh, the reflex. Oh, reflex. Reflex. Girls on film. Oh, love it. Uh, yeah, there you go. How can I be offended by somebody else? <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, this song is so, so bad. And, and again, this isn't Sabbath. This is like bad, like, you know, like fucking use your illusions to balance. Uh, it, it's, it, this is really, like, bottom of the barrel like hey we gotta have a ballad on here and you know oh my god and you know and then, then there's the whole jesus-y aspect of it which i mean just drops at 20 fucking levels god damn i'd rather hear some fucking muslim rock than this fucking shit god damn fucking horrible all right well i'll, I'll flip uh i'll flip this piece of shit over to the second side r.i.p rest in peace well, at least the music is better on this song. I will say that. I dig the music on this. But I gotta say, this band has gotta be better. Gotta be better with Kyle Thomas singing than fucking that Eric Wagner. And, just for a side note, I did, after this album, listen to not only the uh, Kyle Thomas album, but I listened to some other Troubles to see, you know, is it just these two albums that I can't stand? Or is it Eric Wagner all together? Or, you know, would this band even suck with Kyle Thomas singing? And I'll tell you that at the end. But yeah, rest in peace. This song fucking sucks. Dick, what do you think, bro? Love it. Do me. Just kick ass. Eric kicking ass on this song. 
Uh, I think it's fucking awesome, dude. It's fucking doomy and and uh, not doesn't bore me. Not repetitious. It's just a kick-ass song, man. Another cool tune on here, man. Next one I gotta say is another standout. Black Shapes of Doom. Oh my god, the way Eric delivers this fucking song. Deep in the darkness. Fucking what a song. Black Shapes of Doom fucking rules. Absolutely love this song. And it's up there in my, in my top three. At the end of my days, Psychotic Reaction and Black Shapes of Doom are my favorite tracks on this album. Love it. All right, Black Shapes of Doom. Okay, I like this. I like the beginning of this. Even if it was the worst fucking Bang Tango song I ever fucking heard. Seriously, this is some defiler shit. And, you know, I'm, t I'm talking about the, you know, if you ever seen The Sopranos, that band Defiler. I'm gonna defile you. That's what this shit sounds like. This shit is fucking musically. This is fucking closer to Motley Crue than this fucking Black Sabbath. I don't give a fuck if it's called Black Shapes of fucking Doom. This is some fucking cock rock shit here. You ain't fucking fooling me. I hear those fucking drums. I hear that cheesy guitar. I don't care who's singing. This shit is fucking cock rock. It's actually cockless fucking rock. You know? Uh, the only thing missing from this band is fucking makeup. And, you know, I, I think a big reason this band didn't hit is they're not a good looking band. But usually, that brings out the best in bands. I always say, like, the uglier the band, the better the music. Because they don't have, the, you know, the good looks to fucking fall back on, like your, your and Bonfonis and your Poisons and shit. Bang Tangos. Yeah, Bang Tangos, yeah. Good looking girls there. Look at uh, they did. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, that's, goes to show you, Bang Tango is more popular than fucking Trouble. And and then that's that's not a good thing. I would not yeah. agree with that for a second. There's no uh, way Bang Tango is more popular than Trouble. Come on. I now, don't know. now you're just, just biased. Bang Tango can't fucking play, play a fucking. They can't play a fucking phone booth. At least Trouble could do like a club tour. Hey, I saw Bang Tango at a bar. Yeah, how many years ago was that? Uh, about about twenty, and they were opening up for. Faster supposed to get. There you go. That, yeah, they'd be a good opening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, this is a piece of shit. All right, uh, next song, Heaven on My Mind. Too bad writing a good song wasn't on their mind. I wish COVID would have hurt, would have hit 30 years ago. What a piece of shit. Not a good song. What do you think, Ralph? Well, it's my least favorite on here, but I still dig it. I wouldn't press the skip button. It's an okay tune. Nothing wrong. Your, with it. This is this, this is your least favorite. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's my least favorite on here, but I still like it. I do, I do like it. I don't like it. I, I like everything on this album. I think this whole album rules. And having in my mind, it's a ruling track. I dig it, man. It's pretty damn cool. And I like the next one too. It's pretty short, but E N D. Eternal, uh, what is it? Eternal Neurotic Depression, something like that. It's kind of Eternal, uh, Eternal Narcotic Depression. All right, something like that, yeah. Short, to the point, blistering, heavy, killer, love it. 
Yeah, well, I, I didn't know until, uh, you know, I brought up the the Wikipedia page, you know, to look at the song titles while we're doing this. I didn't know it stood for Eternal Narcotic Depression. I thought it standing for Eric Needs Dick. Or Eric's Now Dead. Uh, at least it's fucking short. Uh, yeah, a, a stupid song that goes nowhere. Uh, but again, mercifully, it's fucking short. All right, I'll take the fucking next track. All is forgiven. I'd rather listen to Unforgiven Four. This has to be the worst shit Rick Rubin ever fucking produced, and that's saying something. Because uh, he's he's non-produced a lot of shitty albums. Uh, and another thing, you know, a, a lot of people, Rick Rubin's one of those who kind of has a sound. Um, uh, not here, not here. This doesn't sound well produced to me at all. It sounds very amateurish, amateur, amateurish. Um, it, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, it, he must not have, you know, cared too much about this band. Uh, I don't think he did a good job. There's nothing stellar about the production. Uh, it does. It just sounds like a band that doesn't know if they're fucking... Black Sabbath or their fucking, you know, Danger Danger. Uh, I don't fucking get it, man. I, I really don't. And I know I'm in the minority, but not in the minority. Because, you know, they're not a huge band, but a lot of people consider them influential. But, uh, yeah, you know, they, they'd have a hard time selling out a fucking club right now. I mean, let, let's be fucking honest. They fucking toured right now. You know, what are they going to... They, they'd be lucky to play a fucking House of Blues. And in my opinion, you know, for damn good reason. But what do you think of the last song, All Is Forgiven? No, they, they wouldn't sell out a House of Blues. It'd be a smaller club, you know. I I think they'd do well. They, they'd do fine. Well, I don't know about now, but back then, yeah, they I saw them headline on the next door, uh, Manic Frustration, which Rick Rubin produced, so he must have cared if he did two albums. And I think that was their last... I mean, I don't know. I don't keep up with Rick Rubin, but I know like his production in the last couple decades have sucked hard. And I love the production on this and Manic Frustration. Uh, I, I think it's awesome. I think this song's awesome. It's a nice closer to the album. And uh, I think this album is just flawless, dude. Every song is good, some better than others, but not a bad album. And the next album is almost as good, I'd say. Manic Frustration is amazing, actually. So that's what I think. It's a great uh, album. All right. Well, here's here's what I will say. After I got done listening to this, I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, there's no way, you know, Kyle Thomas, I love Exhorter. Uh, seen him live, hung out with Kyle a bunch of times. There's no way he could be as bad as this guy. So I listened to the last album that he did with it. Well, not the whole album. I picked a couple songs just randomly. Not only did they sound killer musically, and they sounded much more like how people describe Trouble. It sounded much heavier, much more Doom and Sabbath sounding, but I enjoyed the vocals a thousand times more. The name of that album, let me look this up real quick. Uh, it's called The Distortion Field. It's the last thing they put out. I think it was like 
2011, 2013. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. Now I remember. Yeah, I did hear that album. Uh, loved the two songs that I heard. Thought it was really good. So then I went back and I was like, well, let me pick out another one. Because this, I thought this sucked. I thought Psalm 9 sucked. <clears throat> so I checked out Manic Frustration. Listen to two songs. The two songs I heard on Manic Frustration, while I'm still not a fan of Eric Martin's vocals, I thought musically were ten times stronger than what I heard on this. Uh, don't ask me for the name of the songs that I checked out, but I listened to them and I was like, okay, this isn't this isn't too bad. I get like I said, the, the vocals I was still like, eh. But musically, I thought it was much stronger. I thought it was better production, even though I guess they're both produced by Rick Rubin. Um, but I'm willing to give both those albums a chance. You know, I, hey, uh, not that you know we're gonna let you fans pick any more fucking albums. Yeah, that but, that, uh, that ship has sailed. And by the <laughs> way, this is number thirteen. We got twelve left after this ship. Yeah, I'll have to do the numbers. I hope you're right. <laughs> and, over, and overlooking the list, holy crap. The Pixies, really? Mm. Oh, God. I, I, I'll be dying for the Pixies after this. Man, I can't uh, wait to do that stupid-ass episode. We should do that next. <laughs> Get it over with. Enough of your stuff. But, uh... For a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you want to suffer for a while? Uh, but yeah, no, I, I gotta say, in all honesty, the shit I heard on Manic Frustration, I'd be willing to give it a chance, but this one, I just, I thought this shit sucked. But it was released February 13th, holy shit, almost exactly, uh, 23 years ago, uh, produced by Rick Rubin, uh, yeah, some people, a lot of people think this is great album, Ralph included. Me, not so much. But, uh, let's go into stuff that we're passionate about. Ralph, do you have a pick of the week? No, go ahead. Pick I want to sing your song. because I'm really not. Oh. All right, can you, can you sing your song at least? All right, hold on. Um, this is the only time it's okay to say Ian before Ralph. Pick of the week! <laughs> All right, well, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I've gotten back to listening to um, which I took a you know long vacation from. Oddly enough, though, like I was saying earlier, I've only been listening to '70s shit, and primarily two bands: Uriah Heep and the band I'm picking today, Grand Funk Railroad. And I'm picking an album that I cannot stop fucking listening to, and that is. I think it's like their sixth, sixth or seventh album. We're an American band. And I know a lot of people are like, oh my God. You know, I'm so sick of that fucking song. I never need to hear that fucking song again. And I get it, man. There's a burnout factor to that fucking song. But much how, how Ralph is with, uh, you know, Stairway to Heaven, I still never get tired of We're an American band. Neither do I. That's album. This album is so much more than that. Songs like Black Licorice and Creepin' and The Railroad. Uh, I mean, oh my God. It's just so 
fucking good, and it's just good, like, blue-collar fucking, you know, hard rock. I mean, it's it's hard rock for the 70s, you know, but there's there's some funk to it and some soul, and, uh, man, it's just really good. And, you know, Grand Funk was one of those bands. My dad absolutely loved Grand Funk. And I remember being a little kid going through his record collections, you know, and seeing uh, On Time, uh, the second album, Grand Funk, Born to Die, uh, Shine On, you know, with the 3D cover. And I have that on vinyl, and I fucking love it. I've got a mint copy. Um, e Pluris Funk. I mean, so many great fucking albums. And uh, what an underappreciated band. You know, and you ask a lot of people, you know, it's almost like a, a Thin Lizzy curse. You know, oh, Boys from Back in Town, I know that song. Oh, Cowboys, you know, with Grand Funk, it's like, oh, yeah, we're an American band, some kind of wonderful, I'm your captain. You know, but they have such stellar fucking albums. Ralph, are you a Grand Funk Railroad fan? I don't know enough about them. I've seen them several times with Bruce Kulick. I like them. Oh, really? Are they good with Bruce Kulick? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I enjoyed them. Right on. Well, I, w- I would recommend uh, you check out this album. I will. A- as a whole. Put it on start to finish. And especially being a you know a child of the 70s and a 70s rock aficionado that you are, um, I think you will really fucking dig it. And I'd like to see some response on the Facebook page. Yes, I am back. I've even made two days in a row. On the Facebook page, uh, you know, let me know what you guys think of Grand Funk Railroad, or you know, or just this episode in general. Let me know why I'm stupid because trouble rules, or let me know why you think Grand Funk sucks, or why you love them. But Grand Funk Railroad, we are an American band. That is my pick of the week. What you got, bro? All right, I want to give a shout out, even though he's probably not listening. He's a YouTuber called Jacob Smith that has been donating for me to do these track-by-tracks by by a band called Gentle Giant. I've heard of them. I don't know them. Gentle Giant is in the wheelhouse of stuff I don't like, but yet I love this fucking band. They're so fucking weird. You know, they they like a... Huh? Are they they like a a jam band kind of thing, or...? Not really. Are they they progressive, or...? It's it's almost like Frank Zappa shit. And Frank Zappa's a big fan of Gentle Giant. He loves Gentle Giant. And it is in that... I mean, it's not, you know, they don't throw in a million instruments like Frank Zappa does, but they do these weird twists and turns in their songs. And I find it so bizarrely catchy. It's very strange music, and it hooks me. When he made me do these track-by-tracks, I'm like, God damn, this shit is so weird and out there, yet I love it, and it's not the type of shit I would like. And I'm going to pick their album, Civilian. At the moment, that's my favorite one. This dude, Jacob Smith, has bought me, so far, seven Gentle Giant vinyls. And he's sending me more. Wow. Uh, he sent me a great live. I gotta get on YouTube so so I can get stalkers like you, man. God exactly, damn. man. Uh, Jacob Smith really hooked me up, and man, the song uh, "Shadows of the Steel," "Convenience," "Clear and Easy," all the all through the night. Uh, "Underground," "I Am the Camera." Uh, it's not imagination, uh, dude. I've been playing this album a lot, 
And but the all the other ones, there's one called Interview. There's a live album. There, he sent me one called Missing Pieces, which is not as weird. It's not all over the place, but it's still pretty damn good. Um, What's and, the name of this one? I'm gonna, I'm gonna check the shit. Survival. It's, it's called Civilian. Civilian, civilian. All right, I'm gonna check I, that out. I really dig it. It's out there. Yeah, and Frank Zappa was a huge fan of Gentle Giant. He said it in some that he loved Gentle Giant because they're out there like him, you know? And um, yeah, dude, that's my pick of the week. Gentle Giant Civilian. I'm really into this shit. And it's music that really is not in my wheelhouse. I don't like bands like this, but yet this one is an exception. I love it. All right. Well, you got me intrigued, man. I'm gonna check that out. Albums. I've heard of them. I just have heard them. Yeah, they're very right. weird, avant-garde-ish. I wouldn't even go as far as say avant-garde, but they're just strange. All right. Well, now it's time to go into fan of the week and the very patient individual who paid for this many, many, many years ago, and. God damn, he's got to be, you know, easily top 10, probably top five listeners we have, especially on the Facebook page. Renee Allenham Sorensen from Denmark. Oh my God. I love this guy so much. He used to do these posts. I wish he'd go back to do them again, where he would go back and revisit old episodes and then he would show who we had for pick of the week and everything uh this guy is just fucking amazing and usually i agree with his taste all the fucking time uh not on this one but god damn it renee uh appreciate you so much he's a veteran too which i think is incredible <coughs> he served in denmark's army i didn't even know they had an army but he served um <coughs> Just an incredible guy that's been with us for fucking years and is still with us, still posting damn near daily on the page. And brother, I'm so sorry it took us so long to uh, redo this episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope, uh, you know, Ralph validated your opinion and I at least made you laugh. Uh, you know, and that's what I promised everybody on the page today. I was like, God damn it, you fuckers hate me, but hopefully I make you laugh. And I hope I did that today and every week. And let me remind you to shave those balls with Manscaped. As long as they pay us enough. <coughs> but, uh, Ralph, you got something to say about Renee? Yeah, he's a cool dude. I, I, I dig Renee, and I want to thank him for picking such an outstanding killer album. <laughs> Well, there you go. You made Ralph happy, yeah. and you've made you've made me happy <laughs> throughout the fucking years with your incredible posts and your support of the show. We love you, brother. Uh, you are definitely the Hall of Fame of fans for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, brother. Yeah. But the good news is, if you like this episode, come back again next week. We're going to re-review it for the one-week anniversary of our review of this album, plus the 33rd anniversary of this album. Uh, either that or we're going to do another fan episode. Let's do the 
the, the Pixies. I think that's one we got to have a guest on. So I don't know. Is that is that with Mr. T? It doesn't even have a name next to it. Okay, Mr. I'll have to. He wanted. Oh no, it's Devo. We can do that one. Uh, I want that one. Well, uh, let's let's see, man. Let's let's get back at this. Are you available? Or are you going to a concert tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. What about Saturday? Can you record Saturday? Possibly. All right. Well, let me look at the list. I'll get with you, and maybe we'll do one Saturday. Let's let's get back to knocking these fuckers out. Twelve more to go. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this one. We hope you enjoyed it. Come back next week to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Shave your balls with me. Trouble rule.